Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of the Book Horse Pod. Uh, Fuck off. I'm Kristen. I'm here with human bad Erhorn Miranda and Chris. (laughs) And today we're uh, talking about our reading of Paul S. Kemp's Lords of the Sith, chapters 8 through 13. But before we do Star Wars, um, should we do what are we drinking and also friendly banter? Well, I was gonna do another air horn, but I've already been yelled at on this episode. Yeah, I was gonna say that was that was pretty silencing, really. You have a terrible air horn, Miranda, and you know that. I've been replaced. (laughs) By a machine. Automation will get us all. Andrew Yang was right. Oh god. Where's my fucking money? You know, Listen, if only you I, had those democracy dollars, Burb. I literally hate to think about how much Andrew Yang is actually correct about. It makes my head hurt and makes me want to lie in the street. So. It's wild how he can be correct about so many things and yet it's be so, so bizarre so and weird. Correct. And just not... And just wrong. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, anyway. Also breaking the law, but... <laughs> Who says No. We love breaking the law in this. Po- no, we don't. No. Um, I did enjoy like uh, SNL this weekend. Was doing like a democratic debate, oh, that was, and oh, yeah. the guy playing Andrew Yang was like, "I'm literally giving people money, and I'm in sixth place." <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wrong. Like that's exactly what was. No, happening it's there. facts only. It's true. Um, oh Chris, God, I know people gang? who are hashtag Yang Gang, and it oh, physically stop. pains me. I've seen like bumper stickers around Portland, and I'm like, I mean. What has happened to you? It's like the person I saw with we saw with like a Tulsi sign. <laughs> yeah, there's I was some, like, what the fuck? There's is somebody wrong in the neighborhood with, you? with the Tulsi Gabbard sign, and it's uh very confusing. That's shocking. <laughs> I it's just a lot. Um, I would watch out drinking? for that person. It says your name is Whiskey today, so tell my us my name about is Whiskey. That. I am drinking whiskey. So it's <laughs> fucking cold and rainy as fuck here today. Yeah, we have we are today was not one of the 300 days of sunshine, which was terrible. Yes, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for manually doing that sound effect, Kristen. You're welcome. Um, but it means that I can open my last bottle of 1-8 Distilling whisk, <gasps> Untitled Series Whiskey, which I got <gasps> right before we left. Oh, Chris, can I, huh? can I make a request that you should not feel at all obligated to honor? Sure. I really want to try this whiskey. Oh, it's not going to be gone by Thanksgiving. Okay. That's well, this is so. This is actually this is actually slightly different whiskey. It is actually it is a more. The reason I haven't been drinking it all summer is because it's more of like a wintry flavor to it. Instead of the uh, the Untitled Thirteen has been drunk and reviewed many times on the pod, a pod favorite. Uh, this is the Untitled Number Fifteen. Uh, it is a weeded bourbon, uh, which means for those who don't drink whiskey as much, it means it is at least fifty one percent corn. And the next largest uh, proportion of grain is wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a wheated bourbon aged seven years in charred new American oak. 
uh, then sequentially finished in ruby port and cognac casks before resting oh, in wow. barrels that had previously aged their own rye. Um, that sounds fucking great. It does. It is. It 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 is. It is to to read. Continue reading the label. Bold and flavorful in every facet. Mm. Uh, the nose begins with baking spice aromatics of cinnamon and clove. The first sip continues the spice-filled journey, suggesting cardamom, nutmeg, and mulled cider, before escalating to the lengthy finish of Mexican chocolate and red hot candies. Red hot candies. That's so specific and like also takes everything down a step, but also <laughs> evokes such a specific flavor that I know, I right? It. It's like, do you want your whis- whiskey with a side of fireball? <laughs> it fireball basically, it's, it is, it's whiskey it's, product. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm very surprised that it's a weeded bourbon and not a rye mm-hmm. or at least a high rye bourbon because it is so spicy and like right. there's none of the, like, the kind of like sickly. I don't know, like fruit vanilla flavors that you get in a in a heavier bourbon, but it's mm-hmm. very good. Oh, it sounds fantastic. I hey, I do, don't however, drag vanilla flavors they don't have to be sickly. No, they don't have to be. They just often are in bourbon. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, I do. You are going to have to give me ten seconds because I want to throw a drop of water in this to open it up a little bit. Oh, you'd love to see it. That's so fine. That's, we can talk about one. our beer. You don't care about it anyway. It's an IPA. Um, we're drinking Crux Fresh Hop. It's fucking fresh hop season, motherfuckers. Um, this says Dr. Jack, fresh hop, India, pale ale. Uh, named for hop pioneer Dr. Jack Horner, creator of the Cascade Hop, this timely IPA features freshly harvested Oregon-grown Cascade hops added to the kettle the very same day they're picked in order to maximize all the floral and citrusy goodness this legendary hop has to offer. Inspiring... Inspiring as our brewery's view of the, this is the sentence doesn't make sense. It's not just me. Inspiring <laughs> as our brewery's view of the Cascade Mountains at sunset. It should say as inspiring as. <laughs> inspiring as our brewery's view of the Cascade Mountains at sunset. This fresh expression of their namesake hop is one we know would make Dr. Jack proud. Um, Crux Fermentation Project, which is uh, in Bend, Oregon. Uh, we fucking love Crux. They're great. Cascade hops are some of our favorite hops. Um, this is 6.9% alcohol by volume. Oh, it's very drinkable. I've been drinking it the whole time. You were reading the uh, description. You're supposed to say nice. It's 6.9% alcohol oh. by volume. Nice. Thank you. Um, and it's only 50 IBUs. It is incredibly drinkable. Yeah, it is. That <laughs> sounds really good. Uh, yeah. I don't even like IPAs. I know. Yeah. I, you you might... would not like this. Oh, I was supposed to say you might <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's what, 50, you said? Yeah, so it's not as bitter as you. I feel like the bitterness isn't like what dr- would drive Chris away because, like, he drinks but bourbon. It's, yeah, well, it's and not. And other whiskey. This isn't like a hoppy IPA by any means. Yeah, it's, it's much it's like. It's really smooth. It is super smooth. It's super, like, f- like, I think it's really floral. That's what you get from the fresh hops, is like. Interesting. They pick, yeah. When they, and they add them during, like, the, um, they don't add them during like the dried hop phase. That's why they're, they're called fresh hops. Yes, because um, they they're not dried. They're still they're wet. Sometimes they call them wet hops, which is disgusting. Welcome really moist hops. hops. Welcome to moist hop season. <laughs> um, we're the worst. Anyway, um, so that's boys. that. They, oh, fuck <laughs> off, Miranda! You're the fucking worst. Uh, Miranda thinks it's hilarious to keep bringing... Miranda, would you like to uh, tell the people what that joke is from? Uh, so basically, um, 
there was one night last December in our old apartment and Kristen, Quinn and I all mm-hmm. had a few beers as we are wont to do. And Quinn realized that neither of us had ever seen Die Hard. And it was like, tis the season, Christmas movie. Obviously. You know how be. Um, and so we watched it. And first of all, I was very much expecting it to be a bad movie. And it's a fucking fantastic movie. So it was th- great. That was awesome. No, Die Hard's a classic. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's there's a part or Ooh, I just put my face on the mic. <laughs> there's a part where uh he like jumps into the little... they break the aquarium thing open it's a i thought it was yep. like a corner pond what i was very drunk when we watched this i don't remember there's like in a whole ass aquarium in like a, a room sure well he like jumps into it or somehow breaks it he breaks it whatever the fuck happens <laughs> And I just turned to Why did I ask you to do this story if you don't remember it? I thought you had like a good memory of I it. I do. I'm just a bad storyteller. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and so I just turned to Kristen and go, he's a wet boy. <laughs> oh my God. It's not a great story. It's not but... a great story. But in that moment, it was like the funniest fucking thing. In that moment, heard. after like several beers, I can imagine how beers. it would be. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> like I didn't, We lost it. I didn't have a job then. Like that's all I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so now anytime she can, Miranda always goes, he's a wet boy. And I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> you know it's... you know what they say, Miranda? The best joke is one that you keep alive for nine months. Hey, she's... She... She keeps laughing at it. Okay, because it's like it's too fu- uncomfortable it's not to laugh fun. at. Yeah, it's pity laughs at this point. No, it's not. No, it's not. They're real laughs. I hate it. <laughs> and then I have to apologize to everyone and myself. So I'm part of the problem. Um, should we Star Wars? Star. This, there was a lot of fucking shit that happened during this. Uh, there was. Span oh, chapters. just one note. So I added uh, two drops of water to my whiskey. Ooh. Oh, please. And yes. it went from yeah this is a very good whiskey to oh shit this is fucking amazing oh you it, love like, to see it it took some of the edge it was it was a very oaky taste mm-hmm. and it took some of the edge off that so now the spices are just really coming through particularly that that mexican chocolate in the red hot Ooh. candies ironically but it's delicious mm-hmm. and so yes miranda you can have some of this one god bless america thank you sir that sounds delicious um all right so lots of shit happened um spoiler alert vader and the empire don't die despite them talking about it this entire ass time um well we knew that thank you i know but you keep rooting (laughs) for for like i feel like that's the sign of like a well-written like hunt book Mm -hmm. like you keep being like what if what if it happens what if they die even though like we know for a fact because literally multiple series of movies (laughs) Yeah. multiple trilogies have come out about this fact that they don't die. And There's fucking Palpatine laugh in the fucking episode nine trailer. And it's very, <laughs> but the, the thing too is like, you know, I know they're not going to die. And like, I know that Cham's not going to die and Isfal's she probably going to die, but like, it won't be until the end of the book. Right. Like, it's not going to be when they're getting off of the Star Destroyer in the beginning, but the whole time you're just, like, on the edge of your seat. What could happen? Also, we're, like, learning a lot about Vader and why he's so fabled and fucking horrifying. Yes. Which yeah, we is- do get 
the view of him as the invincible like creature of death and you understand why everybody is so fucking terrified of him by the time a new hope rolls around yeah that shit is fucked up man he's fucked up yeah he's this whole shit is fucked up it's it's not fair it's what it is it's not fair how you you know you shoot him doesn't die can't blow him up apparently can't shoot his ship apparently he got lit on fire he just needs to get zapped by how does he die we haven't watched that one in a while (laughs) chris do you want to tell her how she dies he just he just needs to get zapped getting zapped is correct he gets zapped yeah Okay. He gets yeah. zapped and then he's You just like, turn off the machine. Yeah, he like oh, takes out the electricity. He like makes Luke take off his permanent respirator thing. Is how he actually dies. Well, yeah. And then he Well, because it was already breaking. For one in a row. Yes. One in a row. He's not eh, dead. Half in a row. Eh. <laughs> Quarter in a row. Anyway, um cool. You cool, cool, cool. Uh do, Dad, do you want to talk about how uh, me and Miranda didn't add anything to this outline? No, we I... talk about how uh, Cham did a bad job, and then we'll add flavors. I mean, he didn't do a bad job per se, he did but a like, good job. Did he, he did a good job with an impossible task. Yeah, um, like he, but yeah, he wasn't successful. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because womp, you know womp, he womp. talks he talks a lot in this section about. The fact that essentially he gambled the entire free Ryloth movement mm-hmm. as it as it currently exists on this attack. Right. And while it was moderately successful in that it brought down the Star Destroyer and, you know, they're not sure of the status of Moth Moors at this point, although we know she's still alive. Um, Vader and the Emperor are still alive. And as we were saying, spoiler alert for anybody who has not seen Star Wars, Star A New Wars. Hope, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Uh, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, uh, The Force Awakens. Uh, Technically, he's neither of them are in those. Vader's helmet is in oh, you, Force shit, Awakens. You're right. You are right. <laughs> I take that back. And then I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I was gonna say TLJ. We might be able to skip, but Rise yeah, of but, Rise but of Skywalker. Yes. Yes. Um, Rise of Skywalker. We have not seen. Well, if, if you've seen a trailer, for, for some reason they haven't sent us a screener. Weird. Can't imagine why. Lucasfilm. Somebody call if you're Pablo on that. To us, it got lost in the mail. So if you could resend <laughs> that to us, that'd be great. Yeah, like probably by courier this time. Like, don't cheap out. Yeah, that'd be great. Don't go to FedEx. Certified. Yeah. Oh my God. Let me just tangent for one minute. I went and tried to send dad and mom all their wires that I've been um, hoarding that you guys that we were able to purchase for them so that they could do a mix minus on their wonderful mixer that the patrons got. They did Um, so they can do things to make it sound good. Yes. Well, so they already have the mixer, but we need to, uh, they can't hear themselves to monitor themselves and unless they get the right stuff for a mix minus, which uh, we got a very generous coffee donation. So I was able to get that for them and then send it to them. But um, I didn't do that second part until like several months after I got, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I went to the UPS store today thinking like, I guess the FedEx store was the closest to like our last apartment so I would always go to FedEx and now we have a UPS store nearby and FedEx is very legit they like ask for the address they like type everything on the computer they like print out a label you get tracking all of this shit UPS they were like 
do you want tracking? And I was like, I don't know. What's the cost difference? And they were like, $6. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was like, is this the envelope that you took from the shelf? And I was like, I think so. (laughs) And I was like, cool. Okay. And she was like, here's a blank label. Write the address on it. And I was like, okay. So I wrote the address on the label in Sharpie. And she goes, okay, that's it. And I was like... (laughs) Oh no, this is never getting to them. <laughs> but it was only six dollars. <laughs> yeah, we're never gonna I like I said, we're gonna believe that we're getting those uh cords this when I have anyway. Uh it'll you be know, FedEx exciting. FedEx UPS, very legit. US well, Postal Service, less so. No, no. UP this was UPS. Oh, this was UPS. This was UPS. This was at the fucking UPS yeah. store. No, oh my god. Okay, that's actually kind of shocking. System. The US Postal Service is fine. Fantastic. Like usually you write your own shit, but it's just like they give you the flat rate box. Like it's just It's very easy. It's a little that's bit true. more flat hands rate boxes off, are the best. But like, yeah, flat rate boxes are great. But I was very surprised that she was just like, here's a blank label and a Sharpie. And I was like, what in the actual fuck is going on? FedEx makes me provide like my social security number and like the name of what I want to possibly name my firstborn. Like FedEx asks for a lot of information and it's all automatically tracked. And UPS was like, yeah. Oh, it's already like in their system too. Uh, yeah, I, it's like it's like fucking Amazon. If you send something once, they're like, "Are you sending it to this person?" It's like, <laughs> Jesus, yes. Yeah, so, I don't why do know. You know my childhood home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to you. I mean, if it gets to you, it's worth it because it was like a few dollars cheaper, I think, than FedEx would have been. But like otherwise, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I'm so ready. Those cords. Anyway, um, but you'll like it because it's like a little handwritten. In my terrible handwriting. Anyway, good talk. Love a handwritten card. Um, um yes. Champs and Tula. Yeah. So Free like Ryloth. He, yeah. So basically he talks and he talks to Isval about this, but like the movement as they know it is gone. Like and mm-hmm. uh he knows that I mean, win or lose, the Free Ryloth movement isn't going to be a thing anymore in its current form. Because if they win, then Belcor, who you know, is obviously fucked, but whoever takes over as Moff is like their single job is going to be to burn the planet to the ground to find them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if they lose, then obviously they're dead anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, Kate's going to kill me for asking, but where did Hera's mom go? She dead? Um, I, I don't think we know. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not positive that we know. I'll ask her. I'll, I'll ask her later. Don't t- ask her that I asked. <clears throat> She's going to yeah. hear the podcast. She's not. <laughs> oh, there. <laughs> she's she's very busy teaching children. She has a very important oh, job she's now. So responsible. Yes, yikes. correct. Um, yeah. Uh, yikes.gov. Yeah. And Chris, uh, I know this is like kind of the next half point, but I I want to jump ahead and kind of point it out. Um. So I I think part of like us talking about this is going to be, you know, how does the free Ryloth movement compare to the rebellion at large that we see um on screen in particular um and you know cham like you said has been very open about we we put all of our like eggs in this basket if we drop the basket we're fucked um and you know not to just jump on all of your points but 
we didn't add any so that's what we're doing sorry i just i had a a good thought so like one in a row um you know how does this compare we know the rebellion doesn't like you know over the course of what we see particularly in the books they don't really like committing a lot of resources to one thing Mm. it's like let's do like Mm -hmm. small targeted attacks um but you know we see that they're successful on scarif and endor obviously like i mean they're moderately successful on scarif they get they were successful in that mission but like a lot of fucking people died they got a planet dead uh all of that and like endor obviously they blew up the death star it was a good time but like the only difference between that and what we see here what we see on ryloth is that they're successful a lot of bothans like, died to get you this information if yeah. cham had been able to kill Vader and the Emperor in the attack on the Star Destroyer or like on the 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 fighting on the ground or like in the air when they're doing all the battles out like in space. Thank you. <laughs> Is it in space? No, not in my Star Wars. Um like we wouldn't even be talking about this. Like yeah, it, absolutely. it, it would have been worth it. Absolutely. And the other, I completely agree with all that. And the other thing that I would add is that like, they're so afraid of guerrilla warfare. We're like, if we think back to the first aftermath book, when like they're first getting the intel that shit's going down on Akiva, like Akbar is very skeptical of it because he remembers not that they won on Endor, but that they should have lost on Endor. Like Endor was a tactical failure that happened to win. Like, it was a failure of intelligence that they got led into that trap and it could have destroyed the entire rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like if, uh, ba- essentially is if not for the Ewoks. Yeah, like it was a trap, TM. Um, you know, they... It, it, it's a whole meme. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, you see like this kind of evolution of rebel strategy and this you know here is like the bigger more organized free ryloth movement and you can kind of see why some of the rebel leaders are like and this is why you don't commit everything you have because like this fight is too big Mm -hmm. but they still want to commit everything they have yeah but they still do it a couple times exactly yeah (laughs) well and I think the rebellion is different than the free Ryloth movement, right? Like we've talked about that. We talked about that last episode. Yeah. And we talked about how like some of, you know, the folks in the free Ryloth movement are like, Ryloth won't be free until we destroy the empire. And some of them are like, we don't have to do that. We just want to free Ryloth. And I mean, I think that like all boils down to the same thing. It's like, I mean, not not that both of those points boiled out to the same thing, but it's just like that's what the difference is as far as like the the risks that Cham is willing to take. It's like we want to free Ryloth, and this is how we think it's going to happen, mm-hmm. and like that kind of proves the the opposite, right? Not the opposite, but the other point is like. Unless you can absolutely destroy the Empire, like, Ryloth won't be free, which is 
why this isn't gonna fucking work mm-hmm. and i i think indirectly you also brought up a very good point there is that thank you please make me look smarter than i ooh, am ooh. look at our girl very smart brings up a great point champ's trying to save ryloth the point of the, the free Ryloth movement is to get the Empire the fuck out of that system. And the point of the free Ryloth movement is to free Ryloth in oh my, my freeing big Ryloth if true. movement. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> big if true. Um, and so like if he can, I think tactically, if he were successful and he throws everything he fucking has at it, it will be worth it. And like that's, that's the end of his battle. Right, like he thinks if I throw everything at it and it doesn't work, well then fuck everything anyway. I think anyway. I think that's where his head's at. Mm-hmm. And um, you know if oh, sorry, I'm playing Star Wars 2048. I'm watching her play 2048 and making bad choices. Um, but like for for the rebellion at large. They obviously have, like, a a much bigger mission. You know, they are, like, the Empire needs to end full stop. Whereas Cham says, we need Ryloth to be free. If we happen to throw, you know, the Emperor and Vader out of power, we overthrow the Empire, that's just how it's going to be. But, like, I want this to be our main goal and so i think that kind of affects how they look at the resources how they look at their strategies like he's you know he's been doing the small guerrilla tactics they've been having their targeted things but you know like he doesn't have the resources of other pockets of resistance yeah like the rebellion has because we know that the rebellion has a lot of pockets and there are, you know, things kind of outside of one system, but he doesn't know that at this point. Mm-hmm. Or like he doesn't, or he knows because he probably knows because he's well, fucking smart. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Well, he's a smart dude. And like, he knows so much about the empire and he, but he sees that like the point of that, those are not to free Ryloth. Yeah. So he pays less attention to them. Um, Chris, unless you have anything specific to add to the nonsense we just spewed um can you talk Uh, a little bit about uh why it's funny that cham always talks about thinking through your exits and then doesn't do that yeah no that's exactly what i was going to talk to i mean and it's and it's and i feel like it's almost kind of the nature of a big gamble like this like you know cham is always telling isval and all his people think through your exits like we're not doing suicide missions. Like, think about how you're going to get out of this. And, and like, think about how you're going to get out of this and then think about another way that you're going to get out of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's literally like, think through your exits and then think through a different exit. Exactly. Which is but he doesn't, for a, a leader of a yeah, rebellion. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a smart no, it thing is. to do. But he but also like, doesn't have that plan for himself as a leader. Like, he doesn't have that plan for Dramatic the, irony. the movement uh, at large. Mm-hmm. Which, like... Makes sense because, like, that's the thing about asymmetric warfare. Like, there's kind of only so much you can do. And if you get your shot, you take it. And we saw the rebellion do that too. And, and it also happened to, to work a certain for them. Point but... You assume you're going to die. Like, 
I don't have to yeah. think through my exit if I'm dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that's in the back of all of their minds in so many ways. Mm-hmm. That we, we do see that in this one too. Totally. In this section, I mean. Keep going, Chris. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut but you. Yeah, off. no, just just some of the irony of of asymmetric warfare, where like you need to think through your exits because you need all of your people alive because you have so few of them, and yet if you have the shot to sacrifice your entire movement to achieve a big victory, then you take it in a heartbeat because you have to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and it's, the point it's of the true movement, in, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, and it's and I think at times it's been true in real world history. It's certainly been true in Star Wars history. Well, I think, too, for this Keep one... Keep politics out of my Star Wars, Chris. Star Wars has never been political. It is known. Um, but for... I think this kind of movement in particular, like, when the fuck are the Emperor and Darth Vader going to come to Ryloth? Like, he's he's been fighting... Um, the Empire just in a way that's like... Please leave us alone. We do not want you here. Please stop oppressing us and doing terrible things to us, etc. And so they're just like trying to get it off. Excuse me, trying to get the the empire off the planet, like in general. And then this opportunity pops up for. Excuse me, lots of Miranda had lots of beer and also some breb. Um. But, like, you're not going to say no to that. It's like if you yeah. can cut the chicken off at the head, it might run around for a little bit afterwards, but it's going to die. Like, why would you say no to that opportunity? You're never going to get that opportunity again. Yeah. You might lose everything. You're, you're probably going to Pro- lose probs. everything. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to guess, I would have said yes, because Palpatine is literally playing through dimensional chess. But that that is a point. What's more complex than three-dimensional chess? That's what Palpatine's doing. Four-dimensional chess. Thank you. That's not what I meant, but sure. <laughs> Great points, pow, pow. friends. <sighs> um, also, there's so much irony in this book. I know I said dramatic irony. Like, there's actually, like, proper use of dramatic irony in this book, which is great. You'd love to see um, it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's literally Yeah, I'm enjoying this book a lot more than I remembered enjoying it the first time around. I'm enjoying it more than I expected to, which I'm very into. Like I keep kinda waiting I keep kinda waiting for like it to get bad. Like not only because I I remember not loving it the first time I read it. I mean I wanna talk more about I wanna talk more about that, Chris, because I wanna know what you didn't like. And we know there's a bunch of problematic shit in this book and we kind of alluded to that. Right. Again, yeah last episode and we'll talk about that more in the wrap but i want to i really want to hear more about like what you didn't like because other than this being very like narrative heavy which is really the only thing that i haven't loved although it's been pretty quick moving narrative so i haven't minded it so much like there's been a lot i i think part of why i haven't minded it so much is because like it's a lot of new stuff like i'm I'm getting more in-depth stuff on Vader than I ever expected. And I'm getting like more in-depth stuff on like Ryloth and those folks than I have ever really seen. And those are two like things that I care about and want to mm-hmm. know more about. 
Um, so, but I would love to hear more about, I mean, like we don't have to talk about it now, but I would love to put a pin in that so we can revisit that during the, uh, the wrap up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, do we want to, did we really cover all of the rebellion at large stuff? I think we did. I think so. Let's move on to Vader and the Emperor. Um, the most yikes ass relationship. Yvonne is what Chris... (laughs) Oh my god, are you too young to know this reference, Burb? I I had a friend named Yvonne when I was in elementary oh my school. God. She was British and then she went back to England. That's I think great. she lived on the street for me. It's a great story and I'm happy for you. <laughs> Miranda's Ugh. also like, it's not even that she's too young. It's that she's like out of touch with things because she's old is also it. I was anyway, born yeah, an eight-year-old man. So. You were. Um, yeah, my fucking boss was talking about how she was like, I've always looked forward to being 40. And I was like, who are you? Who looks forward to being 40? That's anyway, a very matter. strange number to look forward to, too. Tell, like, what can you do about it? at 40 that you can't do at 30? I don't know. And she's like, now that I'm 40, I'm really looking forward to 60. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck is going on? I mean, I'm looking forward um, to 65 because then I can retire. But like, you're not going to have money. Yeah, we're not. Well, I mean, we're never retiring. We're not going to have social security. Yeah, but that's honestly, like, honestly, thing. bold of me to assume that the Earth is going to exist by the time I turn sixty-five. Oh well, we're all just going to live in Iowa. No, you don't want to live in Iowa. No fucking shit, I don't want to live in you Iowa. Know, for but like, for other reasons too, it's like close to some states with like historically tactical assets, strategic assets. Like all the old fucking like silos. The nukes are there. Yeah. Yeah, all the hey. old silos in the Cold War are in like the fucking Ask Katie Dakotas. <sighs> they're all in the Dakotas in Montana. If, this is true. If there is an Air Force base like on the Great Plains, there's probably a nuke. I could be making that shit up, but that is his No, you're not wrong. Case. Okay, I was it's fine. It's far away from everybody. It's far away from the Where ocean. nobody wants to be. Um, Come to Colorado. I know, Colorado is great. I'm using the applause a lot. We've had a lot of beer. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, We're going to try to get a better soundboard for next time. We did tease it last week, and then I didn't do anything about it. What a surprise. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, Chris, I want you to kick this off. Sorry, I keep putting you on the spot to... (laughs) <laughs> talk but i'm that is I okay like th- i we did talk about this last episode that like this is going to be a very chris heavy led shit because yep. it's fucking vader it's, it's and vader. Yeah, that's why we, we lost a lot of boy. listeners last week no doubt yeah, yeah i hope so lord willing um happy international podcast day guys lord vader right? willing hey oh a pow 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 oh, <laughs> um yeah, so I like just continuing the discussion of Vader and the Emperor. Obviously, they're like kind of the, the the run the through line of this book, and the development of their relationship as we see it and how it reflects, you know, how we see them in the movies is I think really telling. And one thing that struck me in this section is that the Emperor is just super confident in himself. Like, He's there's like like, a co- like dick. Yeah, like Vader's confident in himself. Like Vader goes into every situation being like, I'm going to murder everyone and then I'm going to go take my helmet off and like take a bath in Bacta. Like like he's confident in himself. The Emperor is like, I have already completed this game in my head 
and you're really just slowing me down on the way to my tea time at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. And there's there's like a couple of times where, you know, we're we're kind of in the the Vader point of view sections, and he's talking to the Emperor, and the Emperor's like, "There's four people dead back there," and he walks back. He's like, "There's only three people dead," and the Emperor's like, "Shoot him!" <laughs> now there's four. <laughs> Anyway, um, the Emperor loves space golf, notably. <laughs> Famous. Noted fan. Gets a lot of hole-in-ones. That's cheating, though. Is it? Oh, you guys don't know rugby. Damn it. It doesn't matter. Um, I vaguely know rugby. What, you don't, do you know rugby culture? <laughs> no, that's I that's mean, really what this is getting The drinking at. part? Yeah, there, there's like a rugby song that... I could loosely relate one of the verses to this. Oh, Miranda, no, this is me. too deep of a I know, fucking I know, reference. I know, I know, and that's why I stopped myself. <laughs> but but then you I... shouldn't have said you guys don't know rugby. Well, then... You mean you don't know very niche uh, rugby drinking song culture? <laughs> <laughs> is what you meant to say? Yeah, yeah that's okay, like great. that's like if somebody like doesn't that's know the, the GW fight song, and I'm like, oh, never mind, you don't know basketball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, thank you. It's um, like if somebody, for example, didn't know who the fuck Big Blue is, and you're like, you don't know basketball. Okay. Still mad about that. Gonna be mad about that forever. Go Big Blue. Um, yeah. Who the fuck is Big Blue? No. It's me. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. It's, no. Big, it's fucking Big George or Hippo. No. No, it's not. Big Hippo was a hippo color. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, he was a hippo color, but like... <laughs> But it doesn't mean his nickname wasn't Big Blue. There were also weren't fucking hippos in the Potomac, famously. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, Star Wars. Star Wars. This is a podcast about Star Wars sometimes. Um, um, but yeah, great. so like just back to the Emperor, like his confidence, like before, when I first read this, obviously it was like a few years ago and it like is kind of like, I hate you because you're smarmy and confident, but you're going to get what's coming to you because of your overconfidence. And now it's like, damn, he really is this confident because he is always right. Because now we know that there, there was some sort of contingency in place yeah. for not just for the Empire, but for himself. As someone who is always wrong, this is very frustrating. Yeah. Well, I also <laughs> think that like a lot of this is Vader's being like, God damn it. Like, of course he's fucking right. Like there's... Uh, I think it's when they're in the clearing um, down on Ryloth and the emperor just like starts smiling and like there's these ships coming. <laughs> he's like, he's already, he's smiling or he's snarling. Hard to know. <laughs> and Invader's like, what the fuck? And then he starts to feel the force and he's like, God damn it. Not again. Like, yeah. Of course, you know what's happening. Honey, we shrunk the kids. <laughs> yeah. Like the emperor always gets like a little bit of a head start in feeling disturbances he's very powerful Fucking in christ the man he like we learned so much about the emperor and vader and how powerful they both are and now i'm like yoda's like no the dark side's not more powerful and i'm like is it not though last time i checked i didn't see anyone who was powerful on the light side flipping upside down and force choking people while they're on different ships but I'll mind my business. Yoda. Yeah, and I mean, and we talked about that in the past with the dark side versus the light side and like balance. Like, I, I, it does kind of seem like a contradiction that the light side, in and of itself, is more powerful than the dark side. Like, 
I, I think well, it can be as powerful. Do they ever and say? I was going to say. Do they ever say that it's more powerful? Because Yoda like, strongly Luke, implies it. Well, Luke's Luke goes, or someone go. It was it Luke, and he goes like, "Is it stronger?" And Yoda's like, "No." Well, I I would argue in like a word that I just had in my head and forgot kind of way. Um. I think because the way that we see the light side and like the Skywalker saga and what we have available to us, um, there's uh, the way of approaching the force is different, like obviously. And so the Jedi teach that the light side is good. And like, here's a set of rules to live by. And the dark side's like, we have cookies. Let's do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> so like nobody, nobody who is a Jedi theoretically or who is like channeling the light side is going to fucking force choke somebody from a different ship because that is not the way of the light side. Like that's not how they've been conditioned to use the force. Whereas for Vader, the emperor's like, what if we force lightning? all of these people <laughs> and throw them off of a building in the middle of fucking Coruscant. Like, and then Vader's like, I don't think, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, all that to say, like, I don't think the dark side is necessarily stronger. I just think the force users, force wielders, whatever we want to recognize the word as being, cause I don't know. Um, <laughs> up for debate it's fine you don't have to be like, right or wrong the, the the force users who channel the dark side more don't give a fuck whereas light side users are trying to like follow a set of principles of like you know we are good we do good things we're not gonna be shitty and force choke fucking other beings from like several ships away because that is bad seems very effective was i guess my point (laughs) yeah but the other thing about the dark side though is like to me i think the dark side is like demonstrably as or more powerful but it comes at a cost whereas like the light side you know you're doing everything right and you like kind of keep yourself and you get to keep your your goals and your aspirations. Whereas with the dark side, like, and we've talked about this in past things when talking about Vader is like, it like promises you everything. And then it just takes and takes and takes away from you until you have nothing left. And that's what happened to Vader in a very physical sense, but also like in a metaphorical sense, it's what's happening to Kylo Mm -hmm. in kind of a spiritual sense. Um, and the only and the again the interesting thing about Palpatine is that he's the only character who we've really seen not lose himself to the dark side. We also I mean, haven't I think seen he's him free dark side himself but... to the dark side like is Palpatine the dark side is a question. Anyway, yeah, so... like that's that we need we need more information about who Palpatine was mm-hmm. pre dark side, I guess, like what his motivations are, but like Snoke obviously like the dark side betrayed him because he just closed his eyes and couldn't see Kylo betraying him, mm-hmm. which like in and of itself is the force, like not warning him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, true. cause that never would have happened to Vader or Palpatine. It's very oh, much a, totally. like a, like a Mephistopheles kind of situation on the dark side. Like, 
You want to explain that for uh, Mephistopheles is not your name. That is a police song. Um, it. Sorry, th- it's selling your soul to the devil. That's Got what it. it is. I told yeah. you, Miranda was old. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you never get. You never actually get what you want. Except is the thing. Palpatine is the devil. Except Palpatine is the is the as of right now the potential exception. Yeah. He's Which was part of what makes him so interesting. <sighs> Palpatine, fucking Christ on the cross. Um, well, no, he's. Thank you. He's thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, Miranda likes to remind me that we're all staunch atheists in this house. Whenever I oh no, I was gonna Christ say Palpatine is very far from the cross, like fundamentally. I don't. It's. I wasn't calling. Fuck off. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Um, you're not. Sorry, Chris. You are though. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, they're confusing and upsetting to me. Um, Vader is afraid of the Emperor in, like, more deep ways than we've ever seen, which is super interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would also be afraid of someone with Force Lightning. Well, yeah. I mean, wouldn't we all? And also, like, there's the whole Sith Either you're going to kill your master or your master's going to kill you. It will become clear and you're both expecting it. And I'm like, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, like, is that is that fun? Is that something to look forward to? Apparently. They're both looking forward to it. Well, something that I got from this section as well, like, he's probably afraid of the Empire. The Empire could kill him with his thumb. But he also is, like, afraid of himself. The Emperor, you mean? Yeah, the emperor. You said empire twice. Different thing. Keep we're all, going. We're all afraid of the empire. Um, I'm not. It's fine. They're they. I should be. Doesn't matter. You should be. The empire will come for you. You will be. <laughs> you will be. Um, but Anakin's like also afraid of himself in a way that does relate to the emperor. You can't. You just call him Anakin. This is so. You're Sorry. just. Uh, oh my! I, I'm reading the fucking outline that says Anakin. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Okay. 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 Vader. Yeah, that's who we're talking about. The Sith Lord. Yep. Darth Vader, big bad. Uh, yep. Is He's got also prosthetic limbs and of, no lungs. Sure. Is yes. also afraid of himself. Sure. Which in part is due to the Emperor. Sure. Because he knows that, like, Palpatine could fucking sense this shit. But he he feels his feelings too much, which is never really shocking for Anakin. Of, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Anakin Skywalker. He's never had a feeling in his life. But in this section, he's feeling all of his fucking feelings and, like, Ugh. thinking about all the dead people and his dead wife and that he killed ish. No, anyway, she um, died because she lost the will to live. Ugh, and he's crazy. like, oh, yeah, fuck. Like, this is making me weak. I hate this. <sighs> and I hate the Emperor. And I think sure. I hate everything. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, Miranda did not smoke weed before this. She didn't actually this time. She just had a lot of beer. I had the same amount of beers that you did. I'm aware of that. And more food more recently. You're small burp. <laughs> She's just shrugging and giving me a dirty look. Her favorite thing to do. Um, what that tracks. Was, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Fuck. Yeah. Vader. I, Anakin. 
the emperor. Oh, I was just like, t- oh, I was going to ask a stupid question. Chris, how many, we talked about this last episode. How, duh, how many years after he's Vader does this happen? Oh my God, Kristen, <laughs> we talk about this at the beginning of every book. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Is like eight? I haven't it remembered. Is- it literally the first line of the I intro crawl know. to the book says eight years. Asking. Eight years. Okay. So we have. <laughs> I will continuously drag you. It's fine. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, it's fucking eight years after the last of this shit happens, and he's still having horrible flashbacks and PTSD from being a dick bag. It's yeah. almost like the dark side is bad for your mental it's health. It's almost like that. And it's almost like being in war constantly is also bad for yeah. your mental oh, health. Also that. And like and like he has these moments of just like true, like genuine awe for the Emperor. And like we know from some of the comics and from Vader Immortal that like Vader is trying to be as powerful as possible, like in, you know, the past at this point, we don't exactly know when, but he has been aiming to bring Padme back to life through the force. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem super likely that that's going to happen. He's a dumb um, idiot. But, but like he, he is like so in awe of the emperor's power and does want the emperor to continue teaching him and continue being his master. But at the same time, you have those moments where like Vader, like and literally any other pilot, they all would have died 20 minutes before <laughs> Vader has a bad landing. The emperor you could have done better (laughs) interesting yeah it's fucking upsetting um there's nothing wrong with that relationship speaking of flashbacks to eight years plus before um how dare he think about the clones i wrote you mean that 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 the name of beloved that beloved and well-known clone sixes can you fuck off i laughed so hard when i first read that i'm honestly i'm shocked that they didn't fix it in the paperback oh they fixed it in the kindle version oh it's so we have the paperback and i initially read this in a hardcover so like that you know did it say fivers or sixes in yours i didn't know my edition i saw rex and then cody and then threw the book down. yeah she did throw the book down yeah no our version says sixes. sixes i know I'm so mad. It was correct in my version. So um, I don't know. I just I started screaming when he was like, "She sure." Uh, did. When the when the second royal guard took his helmet off, he was like, "If you were a clone, your name would be Ink." Yeah, it made like, me really angry. Rude. <sighs> you know, I love the clones more than most things. Um, also, uh, notably. Not book related, but reading related. Um, I was like, Miranda, let's go have food and beer. And Miranda was like, great, let's go have food and beer. And Miranda was like, I only read one chapter. And I was like, cool, I only have a chapter and a half left. She finished before me. Fuck my life. Nice. Anyway, um, I'm barely literate. Uh, why can Palpatine see in the dark? <laughs> this is what I wrote here. Uh, we talked about Palpatine bat. having like crazy more powers, and I, I'm sure we're going to talk about more like more of that. But it's definitely like 18 dimensional chess when everyone else is like literally playing like drawing. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else is playing draws 
draw a square. He's like trying to draw a tic tac toe board, but and he's having eighteen dimensional chess by himself. Um, Martin, do you want to talk about gay shit? before we end the episode (laughs) listen i know that we don't like moth moors because she's incompetent and like high on spice all the time and like shitty and doesn't give a fuck about anything about her job about ryloth but some of us are very starved for um queer women in our media um no, th- this is just like an also i threw my buck down yeah she did well i got to this part before she did and i was like something happens and i'm not going to tell you about it and you're gonna be something yeah. <laughs> i'm very helpful yeah so i was reading i was like oh is this it and i was like no and then it's like your wife died and i screamed yep and now now i i like you sympathize more I like her a lot more. Like, poor Bean, you know? That's, yeah. that's like a hard thing to go through. And I, I care more because she's gay. And I'm. I know. And it's so I'm hard because, sorry. like, her entire characterization up to this point is just so deeply problematic in every way. Oh, yeah. And then. It, but then I this. Mean, it's really just like one line in passing, like, or a couple lines. Like, you know, how long has it been? You know? And then blah, blah, she, whatever. And it's like, oh, her wife died. And then she couldn't handle it because that's a lot. And now we're all shitting on her because of that. But nobody really knows why we're shitting on her. We just think she's incompetent. And it's the backstory I didn't know I needed. But now I like I'm rooting for her, even though she's evil still. And we know she is vaguely going to win because Vader and the Empire, Emperor aren't dead. See, now I just did it. Sorry. I just, uh, insert, That's fine. You don't have to insert, say sorry. Insert gay screaming. I mean, same. As we love to see queer representation. We wish it wasn't always in villains and aliens but or in the books. But here we are. Having a Star War. Maybe this time. <laughs> Uh, amazing um, all right chris well, did we that miss seems... anything or should we uh should no i, I was put, gonna say that seems that like outro music on that outro music this seems like as good a place to wrap it up yeah. next week we are going to be finishing lords of the sith chapter 14 through to the end hope you'll read along with us uh in the meantime hit us up on twitter facebook instagram and tumblr at book wars pod uh book wars pod at gmail.com if you want to email us and please, please rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us out. It helps people discover the show and just really helps us contribute to the degradation of society as directly as possible. <laughs> uh, if you have the money and are so inclined, please give to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. It really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Uh, and when you give us coffee, we will post pictures of Porkchop, Orca, and or Jasper on the Instagram, which we've kind of been doing this week because we're obsessed. But and it'll, I won't it'll... sell And I won't send Chris and Kate stuff. Yeah. I'll do it later, but... No, we already sent them stuff. I know. 
but that's what your that's what the uh, the Patreon money and coffee <laughs> money coffee bought. Money. Oh bought yes, the exactly. Stuff, and then I just hoarded it in my depression egg, and then several months later, it hatched to the UPS store. You're and welcome we'll see for if that. it sprouts its wings. Is it not going to gonna hatch once it gets to Colorado? It's not going to get to Colorado. Is the, is <laughs> really what's going to happen? We're setting the bar where we can find it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Where Our we theme can song. Find it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Our theme song is "Was Bang" by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terror Design. For uh, Kristen and Miranda and Kate and Spirit. Uh, I'm Chris. Thank you very much for listening to episode 102 of the Book Wars pod, and we'll talk to you next week. That's good. Are these just going to be like our like end credit music, like like shit, like how at the end end of every episode of Lost, like you have to like fucking like bad robot like bad sound, robot. or or like <sighs> I'll, is it from your lawn? Sure. <laughs>